Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode two twenty four of the Dark Windows podcast. I am Kevin. I'm Kevin as well. And uh, he's sick. So he's got to... Uh, should, should we like let everybody know what's going on? Um, I'm so having a baby. He's been to the doctors and stuff, and it turns out that he has a tummy ache. Yes. And a headache. No, so, I'm more than that. But... No, migraine and a tummy ache. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. It's a super tummy ache, because technically the... The, the scientific term for it, you know. Yes, that's what we're going to call it. That's, that's, I think that's Whoever's what... German, uber belly aching. Yes. Yeah. 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 They didn't use Koenig's belly aching because they didn't say king belly. I mean, that no, was... it's not a king belly aching. No, it's... it was just an uber. Uh, uber belly aching, super yeah. belly ache, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, what do you... Anyway, what you got? So for this episode... For this first episode, I should say, of 2023, I was trying to figure out something to cover, and I was thinking about doing a crime, but I couldn't settle on a topic. I tried. I failed. Because I just was like... Shocking. (laughs) Well, no, it's just the fact that I... There wasn't... The ones I wanted to cover, there just wasn't enough information. Fair. You know, that I could find readily accessible on the interweb yeah so and one of them actually was a local guy that well two local guys actually um one was actually the last to die at uh a prison that kevin actually talked about um a while ago um about uh a lady in windsor about oh jesus that was on patreon too so yeah um he was this guy was actually the last one killed by electrocution in Vermont. Nice. Um, Question there, is, did he deserve it? Yeah, he deserved it. <clears throat> he did. Uh, but I couldn't find enough on him. I found mostly on his escape. Right. And not on why he went to prison to begin with. So I was like, well, you need to know that too. To yeah, see I mean, why he got put into prison and then why, then why he escaped and then why he then was given the electric chair when he had just 
like what was it 30 years to life or something like that he was given i think right um uh so i decided then to start looking in some military paranormal stuff because kind of kevin when he, for his patreon kind of went i think it was your patreon right it was your patreon for last week, for this past Patreon. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. Uh, hold on. Well, we're going to say it was. Um, he did a, a paranormal thing for it. And I was like, you know, that'd be kind of interesting to look into. See if there's any more out oh, there's there. There's tons of it. Yeah. Well, there was. Yeah, the Haditha Dam is what I did. Yeah. The, yeah. Semi-paranormal, semi-biblical. Yeah. Um. <sighs> um so speaking of biblical, we had a fucking pope die and nobody knew about it because a football player got hurt. What? <laughs> the fucking Nazi pope died uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The fucking pope kicked the bucket, but a football player got banged up and people were like, "Oh no!" Oh, the one that was forced to abdicate. Yeah, the Nazi one. Yeah. Oh well, he wasn't forced to; he chose to. Yeah, because he was like. Really, really into covering up like the, the child abuse and stuff. Uh, it was kind of his thing, you know. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not really. Fuck no, him. I'm really not. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I started to look into some military paranormal, and I stumbled upon some interesting events that happened uh, during different points. It's not worth crying over spilled popes. No, it's not. No. Uh. Yeah, I, I was I was trying to clump myself back. <laughs> so the first one that I came across was the disappearance of a fighter squadron. Um, so it began as nothing more than a routine uh, training flight at 2 p.m. on December 5th, 1945. Mm-hmm. Five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers took off from a naval air station in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, guess which direction they went. Uh, the planes, collectively known as Flight 19... <laughs> were scheduled to tackle a three-hour exercise known as Navigation Problem uh, Number One. Their triangular flight path plan called for them to head east from Florida, okay, and then conduct bombing runs at a place called Hens and Chickens Shoals. You fucking made that up. No, Hens and Chickens sounds like a fucking like a, a cracker. Like the chicken and the biscuit ones that are really, really goddamn good. You don't even need anything with them. Where do you think they got the name from? I don't know. From these planes that flew into the. They didn't like. They didn't want to make it <clears throat> hens and chickens no. biscuits. They were like, "That's too well, long." No, because bad shit's about to happen. So they just decided to call you it know. chickens because they were like, "Well, what about cocks? What about roosters?" Nobody, nobody wants to eat cocks out of a box, man. Well, we can't call it hens and cocks biscuits, so we will call it. And we don't want to leave. Hen. We don't want to leave out. You know. The, we don't want to seclude the roosters from this, so we'll just call it chicken and biscuits. Or just call it box of cocks. Ooh, that's even better. So the isosceles triangle here. Yeah. Uh, so they would then, so once they get to the hens and chicken shoals, they would then turn north and proceed over uh, Grand Bahama Island. Before changing course a third time and flying southwest back to the base, save for one airplane... That only carried two men. Each of the Avengers was uh, crewed by three Navy men and or Marines, most of whom had logged over 300 hours in the air. Yep. The flight leader was Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, an experienced pilot and veteran of several uh, 
combat missions in World War II Pacific Theater. At first, uh, Flight 19's hop proceeded just smooth, and just as like it had done the previous days. Taylor and his pilots buzzed over hens and chickens' uh, shoals around 2 p 2.30 p.m. and dropped their uh, practice bombs without incident. But shortly after the patrol turned north for the second leg of the journey, something very strange happened. For reasons that are still unclear, Taylor became convinced that his Avengers compass was malfunctioning and that his planes uh, had been flying in the wrong direction. The yeah. troubles only <clears throat> mounted after a front blew in and brought rain, gusting winds, and heavy cloud cover. Flight 19 became hopelessly disoriented. I don't know where we, where we are, one of the pilots said over the radio. We must have got lost after the that last turn, Lieutenant Robert F. Fox, another flight instructor who was uh, flying near the Florida coast. I went right at that fork in the air where I was supposed to yeah. go left. Whoops. He said over the radio communications. He immediately informed their air station of the situation, then contacted the Avengers to ask if they needed assistance. Both my compasses are out of are out. And I'm trying to find Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Taylor said, his voice sounding anxious. I'm over, uh, I'm over land, but it's broken. I'm sure I've, I'm in the Keys, but I don't know how far down. Taylor's claim didn't seem to make sense. He'd made his scheduled pass over hens and chickens shoals in the Bahamas less than an hour earlier, but he now believed his planes it somehow drifted hundreds of miles off course and ended up in the Florida Keys. The 27-year-old had just transferred to Fort Lauderdale from Miami, and many had since speculated that he had, may have confused some of the islands of the Bahamas, off the Bahamas, for the Keys. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, pilots lost in the Atlantic were supposed to point their airplanes toward the setting sun and fly west toward the mainland yes because we've already pointed our planes at the rising sun once yes. that worked out very well it did so i mean not so much for them but but for you us. know fucking um we gave it to him <laughs> but taylor had become convinced that he might be over the gulf of mexico which is not anywhere near close to negative that area no it's on the other side of yeah. the state completely yeah and over quite a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, from Fort Lauderdale, you'd have to go like the width of the penis end of the sh the state, and then you're in the the Gulf. But you're still the width of the fucking state away. I think it's actually even further. I think it's actually it's below Texas because no, it, the Gulf of Mexico comes up on that side. I thought no, it only goes so far because it's that's uh. Well, what the fuck is that out like out there like tickling the nutsack of Florida then? Because that's uh. No, dude, that's the whole last Gulf of Mexico, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, the whole last thing. Yeah, yeah, but no, 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 look. Oh, okay, yeah. well, all right. It, it's all good, I just, I was like, wait a minute, I thought it was. But, you know, yeah, because technically they're over, they're in the Caribbean Sea. Actually, nah, no, they're not, they're in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Caribbean's down below. You know, if we could keep the fucking borders of these oceans... A little bit more secure, we would know who's coming and going and where the borders actually are. Yeah. But instead, we're sending money to Ukraine well, instead of you know protecting the borders of our seas. Sure, dividing them, you know, like yeah. they should be. 
Nobody owns Build them. the wall. Nobody owns them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're over the golf. There should at least be fucking buoys to delineate which is which. That's all I'm saying. That's like 150 bucks. Figure your shit out. I have no response for that because I know Except it Because there's no correct answer for why we're not doing it. No, because it wouldn't work. I hate to I'm tell you. I'm all about border security, and I just want to know where these fucking lakes at. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this much. It would shrink and then That's fine. go back. That's fine. Shrink and go back because... Just like the borders of countries in and Africa. Then, they and change. then the fucking the border of the goddamn you know, of Gulf of Mexico would be actually the fucking... No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. If there's one thing we need to keep an eye on, it's the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> we can't be having that water coming over here. Because it's not sending its best water. It's sending all its criminals and rapists. Well, listen. And the water, of course. You know. Well, the Gulf of Mexico borders, you know, our states. Yeah, so does the Mexican border. Same thing. It does. Water border. We need to build a moat. I mean, only a couple states, but not. Build the moat. Build well, the moat. We're not going to do that. Fill it with alligators. Okay. Cocaine. All right. Anything else? Nope. Hash? No, nah, we, want, we want them fucked up, so we're going to put them on. Meth? No, 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 no. Well, meth gators are already happening in Florida. They have Speed. Meth they have meth hogs in Florida, too. Oh. There was a wild boar somewhere like up in the panhandle. They got into a meth lab and went fucking ballistic. Oh, they don't need much. It's like, it's kind of like the, the cocaine bear, but different because it's a wild boar, which already mm. have bad attitudes. So, so hoping to locate the Florida Peninsula, hey, fucking get back he, to it. Jesus he Christ. made a fatal decision uh, to steer Flight 19 northeast, a course that would only... Take them even farther off to sea. Some of his pilots seemed to have recognized that he was making a mistake. Damn it! One of the men, man, one man gripped the radio. If we would just fly west, we would get home. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor was eventually persuaded to turn around and head west, but shortly after 6 p.m., he seems to have canceled the order and once again changed direction. We don't go far, uh, far. We didn't go far enough east, he said, still worried that he might be in the Gulf. We may as well just turn around and go east again. His pilots urged against the, the decision. Some investigators even believed that one plane broke off and flew in a different direction. But most followed their commander's lead. Flight 19's radio transmission soon became increasingly faint as it... Uh, meandered out, as it meandered totally out to sea. When fuel began to run low, Taylor was heard uh, prepping his men for a potential crash landing in the ocean. All planes close up tight, he said. We'll have to ditch unless we we landfall. When the first plane drops below 10 gallons, we all go down together. <laughs> a few minutes later, the Avengers' last radio co communications were replaced by an eerie buzz of static. Immediately, the Navy scrambled search planes to hunt for the missing patrol. Well, that's a terrible idea. These ones already fucking crashed. Like, Well, that's what you do. Yeah. Around 7.30 p.m., a pair of PBM uh, Mariner flooding, flying boats took off from an air station north of Fort Lauderdale. Just 20 minutes later, however, one of them seemed to follow uh, Flight 19's lead by suddenly vanishing off radar. The remains of the Mariner and its 13 crewmen were never recovered. But it's yeah. commonly believed that the seaplane exploded 
shortly after takeoff. Flying boats were notoriously accidental prone. Yeah, they were kind of dog shit. Yeah. They weren't real good for anything. They were nicknamed flying gas tanks for their uh, propensity for catching fire. Suspicions that the seaplane may have gone up in flames were all but confirmed by a passing merchant ship which spotted a fireball and found evidence of a oil slick in the ocean. Yeah. At first light the next day, the Navy dispatched more than 300 boats and aircraft to look for the Flight 19 and the missing Mariner. The search party spent five days combing more than 300,000 square miles of territory to no avail. They just vanished, uh, Navy Lieutenant David White later recalled. We had thousands of planes out out looking, and we searched over land and water for days. And nobody ever found the bodies or the debris. A Navy Board of Investigations was also left scratching their head. Well, in, it argued that Taylor might have confused the Bahamas for the Florida Keys after its his compasses malfunctioned. It could find it no clear explanation for why Flight 19 had to become disoriented. Electric fog is a thing that happens there. Uh, there was a guy that flew from... I want to say it was like Bimini who was flying back in back to Florida and it's supposed to be like an hour and 20 minute flight and he did it in like 42 minutes and he has no fucking explanation why except for the fact that when he was up in the air he flew through what he thought was a cloud and it was like had this like weird greenish haze when he flew through it and by the time he got out of the cloud he was back on land and according to his records from the time he took off to the time he landed was like 25 minutes less than what the flight had taken him earlier that day from mm-hmm. Florida to the island, which is fucking wild. But yeah, yeah so weird it, shit happens there. People are like, oh, it's, it's fake. No, it's not. Even if it's a fucking natural phenomena, weird shit happens there. That's why they call it the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be paranormal. It's just a weird spot in the earth where crazy shit happens. Because mm-hmm. there's one like that in... Uh, um, the Sea of Japan also, the uh, um, like the Dragon's Triangle or some shit like that, where the same shit happened, like mm-hmm. during World War II, stuff like that happened too. So it's a, it's a, it's a real thing, you know? Yep. So the next one that I found, and I didn't actually know anything about this until um, I, I was reading this, was actually surrounds Pearl Harbor. Okay. So it was... Uh, November 22nd, 1941. The United States was on the eve of entering the escalating war that was raging across two oceans. Yep. On this particular November day, two innocuous ads appeared in the New Yorker. Okay. It's a magazine, if anybody doesn't know. It's a magazine in New York. Yeah. Well, which spreads out throughout the, you know, the country. Um, and for a there was an ad for a dice game simply called the Deadly Double. Okay. The advertisements were seemingly harmless and looked similar to many other ads that filled the newspapers and magazines of the time. So nobody gave them much thought, and certainly no one was aware at the time that these innocent ads would go on to become one of the most perplexing mysteries of World War II. Mm-hmm. The ads themselves at first glance seemed to have a sort of strange design to them, 
but are fairly nondescript for the most part. The first ad, which was placed near the front page of the magazine, has an illustration of two dice depicting uh, in uh, min they're depicted in mid mid tumble. On the visible faces of the die is written the numbers zero, five, and seven. Okay. The other die shows the numbers twelve, twenty-four, and the numeral Roman numeral XX, which is twenty. Yep. Okay. The dice are positioned under a dramatic heading, announcing a warning in a different language, which is actually German. Hmm. Uh, Acton, warning, alert. At the bottom of the ad, the reader is encouraged to see the advertisement on page 86. And the bottom reads, Monarch Publishing Company, New York. It was a little odd that the dice would have the numbers that don't typically appear on regular dice. Right. <clears throat> but it didn't really raise any eyebrows at the time. When one follows the instructions and opens to page 86, the finder, uh, they find another ad. And it is more elaborate, elaborate and appears to be the main ad, while the other is merely just a teaser. Uh, it, it has the same heading of Acton Warning Alert, with another illustration showing an air raid in progress, and under that, a group of people huddling in an air raid shelter playing a dice game. At the very bottom is a stylized drawing of a double-headed eagle. Yeah, the world's coming into an <laughs> Gonna throw some fucking dice? You know, yeah. yeah, why not? <clears throat> there Once I'll take your money one last time. There is also a, uh, some copy... Uh, there's also some copy written in the ad. The first, uh, first says... We hope you'll never have to spend a long winter's night in an air raid shelter. But we were just thinking, it's only common sense to be prepared. If you're not too busy between now and Christmas, why not sit down and plan a list of things you'll want to have on hand? This is followed by a list of necessary items for an air raid. The list ends with another piece of, of copy which reads... And though it's no time, re uh, really, to be thinking of what's fashionable, we bet that most of your friends will remember to include those intriguing dice and chips which make Chicago's favorite game the Deadly Double. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to be super concerned about putting your stupid fucking dice game in their, uh, in their air raid shelter. Mm, you know? Well, 16 days later, the Japanese would attack Pearl Harbor. Okay. You know who put them up to it? Whoever these assholes are that made the dice games. Yeah. It's so, all a fucking ruse. We're pushing them numbers up. Yeah. We'll be the only dice the only dice on the market. And once the Japs attack, they gotta buy our fucking dice, right? Because you have to have dice when you go underground to not be fucking stuck in an air raid, I guess. Well, they, they just, just kind throw of throw them out the window. They just kind of, uh, pres you know, we're presuming that, hey, we're going to be in more. You know, which we hadn't actually, I mean, we, our president had been saying, no, no, yep. no, no, we're not going to war. No, but my thing is, like, that's not usually a priority. Be like, ah, yeah, shit. Oh, man, I got to run How out and grab fucking the dice game. How do we know? What? 
what's a priority or not. Okay, well, we've, no, <coughs> we've never had to have air raid shelters. No, but put yourself in that situation where we're being attacked just in your own brain. People are falling from the sky. There's, you know, coming in to invade and, you know, we're being bombed and you're you're grabbing all your shit. And then one of your children's like, no, dad, I got to go back in the house. I forgot the dice game. Like, no, motherfucker, sit down and shut up. We've got no. rice and beans and all this stuff. We're but fine. But the thing is, is so once again, like I say, people at the time had no clue about that. We didn't get attacked during World War One, And there was a whole it, generation. I think it's a common sense thing that that would not be a priority. But we wouldn't No, Nobody knew what an air raid shelter was at the time. You know, I mean, this is a new made up thing. So know? these people made up the concept of the air raid shelter. This this company that made a dice game. Well, it's kind of a. I mean, it, not really because it was a, st- a thing over in Europe. So it's like like fucking Cards Against Humanity being like, hey, so have you heard about these cool things called radiation bunkers? Uh, yeah, we we came up with those too. Yeah, well, we didn't actually come up with those because guess what? We tell p- kids to fucking huddle 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 underneath their goddamn desk. No, because so, the radiation can't get you under there. Yeah, I mean, then you're a fucking you know a. A black print on a fucking on a ground. Yeah, like I said, you know. radiation. Well, at least it's the heat that kills you, not the radiation. Um, y- you know. Well, right off. And the pressure, because it's that with, with explosions, most of it is internal damage due to pressure. Well, like because, I said, like the concussive blast. Will if you su- fucking liquefy your insides, if you survive both of those, most likely the radiation is going to kill you. Yeah, you're probably not going to survive that shit though. There's people that did. In Japan. Well, yeah, yes, I get that, but... Who were in the direct bomb. Yeah, like, we talked about one on Patreon that went through both of them, so... I mean... Yeah. Kind of crazy. Talk about some fucking bad luck. By the way, patreon.com forward slash Podcast, and you can go hear that. It's our bad luck episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story... About a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. All right, now, so this one's a little different from uh, the others. Um, this one... I hope it's different from the last one. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> with an ending and shit. Yes, you have to actually wow. fucking talk about it. Oh my goodness. Hold on, give me a second. I probably could fucking figure it out. No, just fucking push forward. Uh, so, okay. This one deals with witches. In the town of High Cliff on Sea, the story goes a secretive group of witches and spiritual seekers were Son of a bitch. Uh, resolved to do what they could do to defend their country. Fucker. It said they arranged to meet in... In an ancient forest between midnight and mm-hmm. August first of nineteen forty. Want to know how I know that? Uh, no, because I started the research for that episode already. Oh well, that's good. Fuck. The eve of. I was gonna uh, finish it too. Oh, <laughs> uh, the eve of Lamas Day, a harvest festival, in one of the greater uh, sabbats of the 
neo-pagan religion known as Wicca. Yeah. There they are assigned, uh, said to have staged a magical assault on the mind of Adolf Hitler yep. to distance in distant Berlin by means of a ritual that became known at, by the mock military code name. Can, can I say it? Can I say it? No. Operation Cone, Cone of, of Power. Power. <laughs> I said it yes. anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> According to Gen- uh, Gerald uh, Gardner, the retired... I'm sorry. Gerald. Yeah. The founder of modern-day Wicca. Gardner. Yeah. The retired British civil servant who founded modern Wicca, as Kevin just said. <laughs> the magical assault was based on secret knowledge passed down through generations of English witches. Gardner claimed that similar rituals were used in the 1940s against the Nazi leader by a secretive covenant of witches who lived around Highcliffe. Witches did cast spells to stop Hitler landing after France, uh, after France fell, he wrote in Witchcraft Today. They met, uh, raise, they met, raised the great cone of power and directed the thought at Hitler's brain. You cannot cross the sea. That's how he got syphilis. Yes. From a bunch of witches. Just as their great-grandfathers had done to uh, Boney. Bonnie? And their remote forefathers had done to the Spanish Armada. I'm not saying that they stopped Hitler, Garner added. All I say is that I saw a very interesting ceremony performed with the intention of putting a certain idea into his mind. And though all the invasion bargain, uh, barges were ready, the fact that was that Hitler never even tried to come. As they danced, their uh, chants echoed the magical formula Gardner said had been used in the uh, earlier ceremonies against the Armada and Napoleon, a psychological assault on the mind of Hitler that had hoped would weaken his resolve to invade England, which they didn't. So, I mean, you know, so they kind of, maybe they stopped it. Maybe yep. they didn't. You know? There's another thought that, so the Nazis were on the Isle of Jersey, which we've mentioned before. We did the beast of Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's technically super close to England, but it's actually French controlled. But they had an invasion force ready to take off from there. And on the night that they did this ritual, the invasion boats were on their way across the across the channel. And they got hit with a fucking storm and they all turned around. Which is another big thing where they're like, well, maybe they started, maybe they caused a storm with this that actually turned an invading force of Nazis away. Hmm. But, yeah. Mm. Who knows? This one is one that we both... Uh, would be like, well, damn to. Um, because, well, it has to deal with about brothers. Okay. Meaning that we both have a brother, have brother. I have brothers. You have a brother. Yep. Okay. Um, but it has to deal with, uh, the battlefield during World War One. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a Canadian soldier named Will Bird was in a trench and he was awoken by the ghost of his brother. How would you like to have that? I mean, eh, it depends on, on the damn kind, kind of day I'm having with my brother. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You motherfucker. Well, the thing is... It'd probably his, be weird, though, yeah. Yeah, his brother had just died two years before. 
Uh, he says, quote, Steve grinned as he uh, released my hands, then put his warm hand over my mouth and, as I started to shout my happiness. He then said to me, get your gear. Okay, so it's not like it, like this, like he just found out this is the like this is the way he found out his brother died at least. No, you know, because that'd be a little bit more like, oh shit, my brother's no, dead apparently. No, I, no, yeah, he, he, he had known. So this from it's not guessing. as not as upsetting. No, but it's know? but it's one of those things that we you know we can relate to. You know, seeing your brother who had been dead for two years, you're like, you're thinking, holy shit. But you know, because at this point he's probably thinking, well, he's not dead. You know, because he's like he put, you know, put his well, hand I mean, on my mouth. Except he went to the funeral and shit like two years. He before. probably didn't actually. He probably was in battle. Yeah, true. Um, so I probably thought maybe he got lied to. <laughs> Surprise! I'm not actually dead. So he he then said he told you know Will told him you know said hey or Will's brother told him get your gear, mm-hmm. and then he told him to follow him. Moments later, in which uh in the shelter in which they had. He'd been sleeping, was hit by a shell. Oh, shit. Uh, I waited, uh, scarcely breathing for something, uh, waited, it seemed, minutes that could have only been seconds. Then it came, invisible, intangible, but nonetheless very small. Something came to the place of desolation, stopped a moment, and passed on again. He wrote to his mother. One Canadian infantryman, uh... Glenn Iram also described the otherworldly feeling of surveying a devastated battlefield. You could feel the pulse of thousands of dead with their pale hands protruding through the mud here and there and seeming to beckon you, he wrote in his memoir, In the Trenches. You could feel the presence of something not of this earth, akin to goblins. Hmm. Um... So yeah, so I mean that would, to me that would uh, it'd be a little freaky. Yeah, kind of a little bit uh, a little bit freakish, but weird, same time. Right. But you know, kind of kind of a cool thing that you know that my brother came and saved me. Yeah. You know, somehow he knew something was gonna happen, and he pulled me out of it, and <laughs> so our mother didn't have to have two kids. Right. Not like, uh, what was the set of brothers? What was the brothers there? Well, there's four of them. That was what Saving Private Ryan was based on. Yeah, but it was more than that. Sullivan was their last name. There was like four or five of them. It was like five or yeah. s- five or six. But yeah. that wasn't and the they first time. all fucking died. No, no, no. That was based off of World War Two. Right. That was the last time it happened. The first time it happened was World War One. It probably happened in the Civil War. Not World War Civil War. Yeah. Where... All of the kids died. Yeah. And Ad- I'm, I'm, yeah, Adolf. Uh, um, Nazi on the brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Abraham Lincoln had to had to write to home to the mother. Yeah. You know, hey, sorry. So after that, they said, hey, you know, you can't, um, you can't go into war. Like, so say, um. You guys. Yeah, there was a bill 
Yeah, you guys, like, so say you and your brother, say if you were both in. Yeah. Yeah, they can't stop you from joining the military. But we, but can't, we couldn't serve together. You, you can't no. serve in the same branch or some shit No, no, like no, that. no, you can't serve in the same war together. You can't serve in the same war. You no, can't. you can't. You just can't be in the same unit or some shit. No, because you can't go to war and then have be dead. You can't go to war and die, okay, and then have, and then have say, like, your brother go to war and then die. They don't want that. They would. They want to have it so that at least the name can pass on. Well, yeah, but so that means that you go to war. Your brother stays home. Doesn't go to war. I, I know guys that are in the military with a brother. They're just not in the same unit. Yeah, but the, like the the ones that the saving uh, saving prior Ryan were based off of. The Sullivans. The Sullivans. They were in the same unit. No, but they were in the same fucking war. area. They yeah. were in the same war. That's what they're just trying to prevent is the same They war. were fighting in the same theater. They yeah. were just in different units. But they're trying to prevent right. a whole family from being wiped out because the name doesn't continue on. That's the thing is they yes. want you still want to be able to have your name carry on, you know, and it's not going to care. They, they realize, you know, hey, yeah, a woman... It's still part of the family, yeah. yeah it's but, not the same though. But they're but usually, the last name doesn't carry on. Yes. Um. All right. Well, here's the last one. Okay, one final one. Uh, and this one's not like the others. This one deals with the Red Baron. I didn't know about this one. Never you didn't. Even... You didn't know the Snoopy shot him down. No. Jesus Christ, dude. Get I your didn't. shit together. Sorry. Not finishing stories. You don't know shit about Snoopy. I know. Right. This fucking sop with camel. So the famous and feared World War One German pilot known as uh, Manfred F- uh, Freiherr von uh, Richthofen, yeah. or the Red Baron. They had to change it to that because that first name doesn't fit on pizza box as well. Well, uh, he claimed to have shot down a UFO in 1917 Probably. over uh, Belgian trenches. Hmm. I didn't know this at all. Huh. Uh, it was said that... Uh, it was said to have looked like an upside-down saucer, like, I mean, a plate saucer, you know. Yeah, the, like the with, flying saucer uh, comes But from. it had orange lights. Hmm. Uh, another ace pilot, uh, Peter uh, Votrick, claimed to have witnessed the event as well and added that he saw two figures jump out of the crash uh, aircraft and run into the trees. Want a dog? Want a small yellow bird? Now I try. <laughs> no, I actually I had I had to be for up and up front and foremost on this. I actually did try to look up more information on it because I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so he saw two beings or whatever, or two things jump mm-hmm. out and run in the woods. So what's where's there more knowledge on this? And actually, I could not find anything else. On, probably, on nobody his, else probably saw it. No, I couldn't even find any more on him shooting it down. Like it's like a blip. Yeah, in everything because it's, it's something we don't like to talk about now. You really think they were going to talk about it in 1917? Yeah. No fucking way. Maybe you're high. No way. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm optimistic. No. <laughs> There's a difference between optimistic and just like shut up delusional, and that's delusional to think you, like you're a delusional. Well, we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah. No, yeah, we're really not going to talk about a fucking UFO being shot down that, at that point in time. They might. Who knows? We don't have fucking disclosure now. And people know that they're real. <laughs> we're just like, nah. Mm. Nah. 
you know. Oh, well, yeah, we know. So anyway, so that's uh, some more paranormal. I know we've done quite a bit of it, but I was like, hey, what the hell? Yeah. I know. So, yeah. Uh, as Kevin said, go over to patreon.com yeah. forward slash dark windows podcast. Check us out. Give us five bucks. Listen to another episode, which we're going to record. You can listen one. to many episodes. Yes, we have we have a we have a plethora. A cornucopia of episodes and why. topics. Cornucopia. Yeah. Why do you why are you using the cornucopia? Because it's better than a plethora. Uh, what do you mean? A cornucopia is a basket. You can put the episodes in it. Yeah, but a plethora is a, is a amount. That's just a cornucopia a, yeah. is just a yeah. thing. You can put a plethora of shit in a cornucopia. See? So eat dicks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then also go over to studio.com. Check us out. Well, not us out, but check their stuff out. They have earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, uh, headsets. Headphones. Headphones, whatever. Headset, headphones. Same thing. You can find what you want. Yes. Put it in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code of DarkWindows15 to get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, do your social media stuff. Go over to wherever, you know, like Facebook. Instagram, Fist, Inst- Facebook. Facebook? Uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, huh. we're Dark Windows Podcast. Uh, and Instagram, we're Dark Windows Pod. We're also on Twitter. Sorta. Same thing. Sort of. <laughs> uh, also... Rate, review, subscribe. Yes. On any platform that you listen to us on. And as Kevin always says, please listen to the complete episode. Yes. Even though you might go, oh my God, I don't want to. Even though some of the shit might not have endings. Listen to the fucking commercials. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and, you know. Because that's how we make, I mean, making money is not exactly what how I would put it. But that's how we're gently compensated yeah <laughs> for and, what we do <laughs> and if uh i mean i know i'll get shit for it so it's okay you know i know i'll get shit for however i do whatever stuff but it's okay it's fine you know i, I know you'll email us yeah at darkwindowspod at gmail.com give me your address so they can send a snail mail too you can uh eight five five six five yeah something 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 that's not really what no it it's not and if you fuckers want to send us stuff, like, message me and I will put it, I will give you an address to ship it to. Yeah. You know, or to you... an undisclosed location, you know. Yes. It's, uh... In the middle of nowhere. Maybe not that far, but parts unknown. Close. You don't have to go to the middle of nowhere, you just have to go to parts unknown. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You gotta fight the ultimate warrior, who's uh-huh. already dead, so it's fine. This is Ghost, which is just a pile of cocaine and steroid needles. So, you kind of, like, go around it, I guess. Be okay. Just don't Cocaine, step. steroid needles, and no wrestling talent is all it is. Just don't step on the uh, on the ghost needles. Yeah, because you'll die. Yeah, you get whatever gave him a fucking heart attack. Herpes. The rocket fuel that he was using. Um, anyway, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Goodbye. Yeah, they can't see a wave. Come on. Oh, bye. <laughs>